everyone. Welcome to episode 50 of the Kill Marker Podcast. We've got a super special guest. Uh, I'm super pumped about having Byron here with us. And so I'm going to let Byron kind of introduce himself and then we'll, we'll jump right in. So what's up, brother? Hey, what's going on, Kale? Good to see you, my man. Um, it's been a while, so I'm glad we're able to connect again. So yeah, a little bit about myself. Um, I work in the natural food uh, industry. That's actually how we met. Um, so I've been doing that for about 15 years. But Prior to that, I also worked in uh, broadcasting and radio, and I also have a voiceover business. I do that on the side right now. I kind of do that more part-time, but looking to grow that a little bit more and uh, build up some clients. Uh, the niches that I kind of delve into pretty much now are e-learning. I also do, I just finished my first audiobook narration, which was a lot of fun. So I'm auditioning for more of those and working to get into uh, more of the e-learning aspect. Would love to do uh movie trailers and promos and those types of things. Uh, that's a little different kind of niche and sometimes you need to be in the big city, but the industry has changed in the way that you can do a lot of remote work, which is very cool. I have a home studio, which is right over there. And I can do the, you know, get in there and have like quality uh, sound and material. So uh, it, it's really cool, it's really fun. I'm looking forward to uh, moving forward with that. Uh, you said a lot of great things there, but before we dive into those, uh, where, can people, where can people find you for this, this work? Oh, okay, you can go to my website. It is called bonirix.com, and that is B-O-N-I-R-E-X.com. You can find me on pretty much um, the standard social media, Instagram. You can find me at uh, Byron O underscore V-O. Same thing on Twitter. That's my twi Twitter hand handle, and also on LinkedIn. You can find me there as well. So that's Byron O underscore what? V-O. V-O stands for voiceover. Voiceover. Yes, Perfect. Sir. Got it. I'll put that in the show notes for everybody, too. Awesome. So, um... Yeah, you've kind of got, so we've, we've actually never been, had really the space to have a full conversation. We, the first time we met, I was kind of reflecting on that and it was, yeah. uh, it was at the health food store. I, I, I went in there a couple different times and I, I don't know if the first time I was with my kids or not. I think you were, I think you were, because I remember the boys, yeah, you came in and that was like, I just remember how upbeat you are you were at that point you still are of course but i was like man this dude is pretty cool so then we came up you know you came to check out and i think we started a conversation and you know got to talking so that was really cool it was cool man i i remember i do remember then that i was getting donuts i was <laughs> I, I went in there to get healthy donuts for the kids and uh yes. he kind of helped me find some donuts so yeah man it's been it's been a couple years since we've known each other and then, like you mentioned we we uh, linked up there at Trader Joe's uh, there for a brief moment and maybe a, one other time. But um, by the way, the, the voiceover stuff, I, like I mentioned when you hopped on, it's, it's that beautiful voice. So I think you're gonna crush it. And hopefully when this, uh, this show goes viral, <laughs> you'll, you'll be getting all kinds of work. Um, oh, I appreciate that very much. Cause yeah, it's something a passion I have very, very much. How'd you get, how'd you get into that? Cause you did broadcasting, right? Tell me more right. about broadcasting. Cause I, that's, I didn't know that about you. Okay. Well, yeah, it was, it's typical because believe it or not, when, when I was in college, I was working at Wendy's and I remember I was working the drive through and somebody came up and said, you have a pretty good voice. Do you ever think about doing radio? And I was like, uh, not really. But then I started to understand when I was in school, my major in college was vocal performance. Um, I also sing with the Dayton Philharmonic. So that was kind of the thing with performing arts and stuff like that. So I always wondered why the communication teacher was always after me. You should be in my class. You, I was like, I'm good. I'm, thank you. Um, but anyway, um, when the customer referred me to that or suggested that, uh, radio station, um, a guy who went to uh, church with me actually was the morning DJ to this particular station. So I just asked him one day, I was like, hey, is there anything going on? What would I need to do to kind of, and long story short, he got me connected with the uh, program director. I remember I was calling him for about six months do you have something can I work can I do this um so they finally brought me in and got me to basically intern so I interned for about a year I guess and then went on the air um and it was a lot of fun so we did a lot of uh you know music of course doing the uh, cds and playing those and then we started to do production work part of being on the uh, radio after you got off your shift was to do commercials so you would use you know you have to record the uh voiceover for the commercial and at that at time i didn't know really what voiceover was it was just part of the job so i was like okay this is something i have to do but when i got out of radios years year, years later i was able to say okay this is something that is actually a career that people do this from their own homes or from their own studios so i got the bug i said yeah this is something i gotta get into i love it so uh from home is that like is that something that 
what about, was it the voiceover? Was it a mixture of the voiceover and working from home? Like what about that was so attractive to be able to do that at home? Like a little more freedom or? Yes, definitely a little bit more freedom. You can do it in, you know, shorts or whatever you can have in the comfort of your own home. It's so laid back, you know, um, and so you have that freedom too to create and take your time. A lot of times you might be rushed because I remember at the station we had a limited production studio. So you had a limited amount of time to do what you needed to do before the other person had to come in. So, you know, when you can do it on your own remotely, the sky's the limit. You can take as much time as you need. I always, I always think it's fascinating because I, I didn't grow up in the world of like um, entertainment. Mm-hmm. Like, so my younger brother, it, it, he, he did go that route. So he was in the, the, the show choir. So they sang and danced and he did theater and all that. And I always kind of was jealous of that because I always played sports. So I, I, it's always the production aspect of it is like wild. It's, it's yeah. like, so, I mean, to, to even imagine, like, what, what was it like? Like, you said running around a little bit, but what, what, like, tell me more about that experience. As far as uh, getting into the radio or just doing the Just, just being involved with it, because you said, like, I didn't realize voiceover was. Like, what, what was this, you know, but he, what was the radio station? I was 92.1. 92.1. Yeah. What'd they play? I have no they, idea. Yeah, they, and then they played mostly R&B, which they do now they're still around so they still do r&b and you know kind of top 40 but um they just come on the air at that time so you know it was really cool it was a brand new station a lot of new people and it was a great experience but i would say again you know all the training that i had there was organic it was hands-on and that to me made it even better because you know i didn't go to school for broadcasting i always had the knack i guess because of the fact that i sang and did all that but you know i just seemed like it was natural i just kind of gravitated to it but it was really, really cool because, again, you would come in and you would talk to um, the sales department. They would come with the script and you'd have to, you know, come up with a character basically from the script. Okay, we're selling whatever it may be, beds or something like that. So here's the script. I need you to voice this. I need you to come up with a character that's believable that can sell this product and engage the customer or the client or the listener. So it was just fun doing all that. I didn't realize that they were going to make you have to do sales about it too. Like come up with the character and, and the full shebang. Oh this, yeah. You had, yeah. you, you talked about six months and you were just knocking on the door, right? Like, let me in, let me in, let me in. Where's yeah. that, where's that hustle come from? Oh, I mean, it's just me when I see something that I really want and you know, I, I just go for it. It's like, okay, persistence pays off and you know, believer in the law of attraction. So you have to just consistently put it out there and just keep moving towards it and it will happen. You just have to have that mindset. And it did. It was really funny because I got to the point where I was almost ready to say, you know what, this guy's never going to call back. So I'm just whatever. And then that week he called. He's like, hey, I need you to come on in. We're going to put you on the air. I was like, yes. Very cool. Wow. Almost point, almost to the point of giving up there a little bit. Right, right. Yeah. It, it seems like I've been reflecting on the question of like, be careful what you wish for because you just might get it. And I've just right. been really reflecting on that, that old saying, because it's like, people say a lot of things a lot of times throughout the day. You know, I'm not just talking like the big dreams of like being a millionaire or having, you know, this thing or being in this, but I'm not talking like those big things. I'm just talking about the daily little things that we, we talked about the law of attraction. Uh, I've been really mindful here recently of what I, what I make, what claims I make about myself and then also what, what I'm asking for, you know, cause I mean, if I, I'm 29 now, if I look back on, on my life, I've really been able to see like, Oh, most of that stuff, like that was a mindset for me. That was a, that was like, I didn't necessarily ask for it, but in some way I did, you know, I thought that's what I deserved. I thought that's what like my life was going to turn out to be like. And I look back and a lot of the things, good and bad, yeah. I, I, in my head, projected those out and these, those became very real. So if this is like, if this is the thing, then I need to be very cautious of what, what I wish for, uh, big and small, because even if it's big, sometimes, you know, that'll take you on a crazy journey too. Um, right. that you might not be prepared for. Right. And I don't know if you, um, like vision boards, I remember I was going through some papers a while back. And I used to write goals down on paper. And so going through these papers years later, I found, I think it was for in 2003, but I wrote down, I don't know, four or five different things that I said, you know, I want to achieve this, 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 and this. And then all this time it went by and I looked at that paper, everything that was on that list, I achieved everything as far as even like the car at that point that I wanted, 
2003, whatever. I was like, it's sitting right out here. And so when you have that, it's just so cool. It's like, okay, I've put it out there, set it out and just wait to receive. It's really cool. It is really cool. Uh, what was on that list? <laughs> One of them, of course, was the car. I think the other was the uh, condo where I'm at now. Um, and then some other things, just basic things like furniture and things like that. But everything that I put on the list, it was there. And when, when you do, when you visualize, I don't know if you, but the same thing with like a vision board or anything, oh, yeah. something like that, put pictures out there or, you know, write it down, reflect on it, have it in your space where you see it every day when you get up and when you come home and then it's always in your mind. So then you always put it out and just sit back and wait to receive. Yes. I mean, how, how do you get into that mindset? Cause that doesn't seem, it doesn't seem that I meet that many people. It would be called, I, I don't know where I got the word woo woo, but it's like, <laughs> That stuff from, I guess, where I came from would be a little rude, right? Like, why, why would you be doing a vision board? Or why are you writing that stuff down? You know, like, what do you believe in? So wh where did that, was it a book? Was it a person? Like, where did it come from? Yeah, Law of Attraction. And I read a lot of um, positivity books, if you will. So, you know, Excuse Me, Your Life is uh, Waiting. Those types of books that really reflect on the law of attraction. And I'm, for the most part, I think I'm a pretty spiritual person as well. So... Those types of things, you know, just again, I've just found that when you're more positive about things, the more positivity you put out there, you get that back. And so, yeah, reading on it, experiencing it, I have a lot of, my sister is very motivating to me. So being around people who are very motivating helped me with that. And so, yeah, it's just, and, and when you see it actually happen, when you see it manifest itself, you're like, okay, this is real. This is pretty cool. It actually works. It does. And a lot of times we force it too. Yes. I, for myself, like one of the things you're touching on there is really important. Is like just kind of sit back and wait, right? It's gonna happen. Right, it, exactly. Like be patient. And I have another thing that's kind of been in my head a little bit here is just like ten years have gone by, and I used to think you know 29 was the oldest thing that ever happened. You were so young. So young, <laughs> right? Uh, and now it's just like slow down because life, life, life is now. Life, yes. is, life is this moment. Um, have you ever seen the movie Click? I have not. So it's I'm going to put that on my list. I'm going to watch that. <laughs> it's, with, uh, it's with Adam Sandler. And it's a little different type of movie. I think a lot of people were a little upset with it because it didn't turn out the way that they wanted in their head. They thought it was going to be. But one of the biggest points I took away from, from that movie is he found this remote, right? He had these two kids and... Um, two or three, he had, he had a wife, he had a family, he had a job, and he found this remote at a, at a store. He was shopping for a bed at like a Kmart, and he, and he sat down in the bed, and he was exhausted, and he used this remote to kind of, you know, navigate the TV, I can't remember specifically, and what he realized is that actually the remote was to life. Like, he could pause it, he could fast forward it, he could rewind it, and all of these things, and so what he got into the trap of is he kept fast forwarding through the parts he didn't like. And he kept missing life. And so he actually lived his life fast forwarding through things. And then he got to a certain point and he started looking around and he was divorced and his wife had a new kid or a new marriage and his kids didn't like him. And he was extremely overweight. Uh, and there's probably some other things, but he basically, and then he was like 20 years older and he kept hitting that fast record button. Um, and that really stuck with me at in the end of the movie, the movie, he uh, spoiler alert, I guess I just gave it all away. You haven't just seen gave it. Away, but that's okay. I, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I was so excited to tell you because I feel like you did it. Uh, but then I just spoiled the whole thing. Um, but I feel, I feel like a people, I feel like people uh, and myself included have really like, I can't wait. I can't wait to see you. I'm looking forward to, to seeing you in two weeks. And, and I've been really like paying attention to when I say those things because I, I am excited about that, that time we're going to hang out uh, or that we're going to do the, excuse me, do the thing. And at the same time, I can wait because right. I'm going to spend time with my kids. I'm going to spend time working out or with my, with a book or something that's going to need my attention. And so I've been really kind of uh, focusing on that a little bit. And so to the point of like really slowing down and realizing it'll all happen. Right. Yes. Yes. And definitely take time for yourself. I know people, the mindset we have now is, you know, grind, grind, grind. Yeah, we have goals, but, you know, you still have to step back and enjoy the process. You know, it's like, okay, 
you know, accept the process, you know, prepare for the process, but enjoy it as well. You know, within these moments, as we work towards whatever it is, you need to take that time to spend time with friends, catch up, be with your family. That's very important. That is some things that, um, you know, in a way I'd gotten away from. And I, you know, just here recently, over the last couple of months, I said, you know, especially with this um, thing with the pandemic, it's like, you really need to take time to make time. So those things, the people who are important to you, make sure you uh, reflect and you have time for that because that's time that you can't get back. I mean, that's, 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 that's it right there, right? It's like, yep. you don't get it back, yet, you know? And that's been a constant struggle for me. You kind of uh, mentioned that I've, you know, I'm a hustler, I'm a mover and a shaker and, and starting businesses and stuff. And I, I, I've fallen into, at times in the past, fallen into the trap of like comparing myself uh, to, to other people as far as my success at this point in time. And the reality is, is um, there are times where I stay up late and I get up early and then I'm not present with my kids or that I, you know, skip the time with my kids. So one of the biggest things that, you know, has been a struggle for me the last, as a divorced dad over the last, I don't know, since they've been born really is like that, that life parent balance, which is like, you know, being present with them because they're not always going to be seven and five, which they are now. And I already get a limited time with them. So how do I really maximize that with them? Uh, where where we're, we're learning together, we're doing together, like what's really important. And so um, the, whole, the whole slowing down has been, uh, and being super present. I was listening to Tim Ferriss and Kevin. Do you listen to Tim Ferriss show podcast? No, I haven't heard that one yet. Um, it's, a, it's a great show, but he had Kevin Hart on. And... Kevin Hart was really just focusing on saying, saying uh, one of the things that stuck with him, he said a lot of things. Um, and he talked about saying, uh, saying yes and saying no. One, one about like his commitment and feeling not, not a, a bit of guilt about him doing something or not doing something. Like saying yes or saying no. And then when he says yes, that he's all in. Like he's, he's full like, uh, you know, it's like I've fallen in a trap, like, oh, I got to go to this family thing, right? And so I say yes to it, even though I really probably ought to say I should have said no to it or yes. It could go either way, right? And then I show up there feeling guilty because I feel like I should be at this other thing. And um, just fully kind of throwing yourself in and saying, I accept it. Like, I said yes to this thing, so just be here. Yep, I'm the same way. If I'm going to make a commitment, I'm committed. No matter what, I'm going to be there, you know, unless something beyond my control happens. But if we, we make those commitments, I think we need to hold up to them. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and then even just being super present, right? Like, right. I've been, I've physically been there a lot of times for a lot of situations, but, you know, mentally, emotionally, you know, uh, consciously kind of checked out. My head was, was elsewhere. Uh, and that's just, I don't think that really, you know, helps either situation or circumstance. Right, right. I agree. So, uh, what's on the what's on the list now? Well, again, it's growing the uh, voiceover business more. That is again a focus. So again, you know, incrementally, I, you know, if I work, if I only have enough time to work ten minutes towards the goal, that's what I commit to that day. But if I can work more towards it, absolutely. So you know, building the client base. Um, you know, just networking more. That's the one thing I might be a little guilty of because I do like my little comfort zone. That is kind of the benefit too of uh, working remotely. I kind of, I kind of keep to myself, but I'm trying to get out more. So yeah, promoting the uh, voiceover stuff a little bit more. Um, spending more time again with family and friends and catching up with friends. You know, I'll be glad when this uh, pandemic is over so I can, because I, I like to meet face to face, you know, let's go out, hit the gym, do something like that. Cannot wait for the gyms to open back up for real. Yeah. But um, yeah, just trying to grow that and, um, you know, just spend more time with people. So, so you said uh, the, the voiceover and the family and then you said, oh, if I have 10 minutes, that's why I invest in it. So are you purposefully scheduling time for yourself, for your friends, for your family um, in your day or in your week? Like how, how do you go about that right now? Yeah, I have a to-do list basically. I've got an app on the phone. So I usually get up in the morning and just you know, put my list of things that I want to work on and prioritize. So, you know, this, I'm going to block 15 minutes for this, 20 minutes for this, half an hour for this. Uh, you know, it just depends, but I do try to stay organized. I just find for myself 
that I get things accomplished more when I have a structure like that. So yeah, I just try to stick to, and again, sometimes things pop up and you, you know, you, you don't get a chance or you're not feeling well. So you may need to sit it out for a half an hour, an hour or sleep in for a little bit. But for the most part, when I find that I do these lists and get back to them, you know, everything gets done. So I try to stay consistent with that as much as possible. That's awesome. Just, uh, planning and scheduling is all real new to me, honestly. Like, I'm surprised. I, you are surprised? <laughs> you seem organized to me. Oh, well, I have food to that. Uh, it's just a, it's a, it's a chaos up in, up in the brain. Uh, yeah, like, uh, I, for the longest time, I did not want to pigeonhole myself. I wouldn't even write out, like, my vision, like, five-year vision or ten-year vision. Like, where do you want to be in five years? Like, I wouldn't answer it. I wouldn't even answer my day. I felt like life should just flow and this is how it should go. And um, I felt like I would really trap myself if I did that. And so it's only until the last two years, maybe, that I really started like focusing on a daily plan. And obviously with kids, things come up with a big family, with the business and with the weather and like what I do, it's, it, all, it all kind of shifts uh, as it needs to, I guess. Um, but it's it's something that's also new to me. I'm surprised you thought that like I was super organized. <laughs> well, you do seem like I mean again from my it seemed like when we had our chats, you know, you you kind of you know had laid out what you wanted to do. You know, some of the things we talked about with some of the fitness things. So yeah. it seemed like you always were you know all, figuring something out or having some type of thing that you're working towards a goal. So that, yeah, that, that was the one I, thing that that definitely that would definitely be true. Like, uh, I'm, I'm stubborn in that regard, you know, like I, I have, uh, in reference to the gym. Yeah. In my head, it was very clear and talking about being patient. I was not patient at all. All that, all that probably would have fell into place, uh, had I just been a little bit more patient and probably a lot more mature uh, about it at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wasn't in, I was not in a safe place to do so and a safe place meaning uh from like financial security i didn't I, there was there was this huge massive vision those who, who are listening it was a gym that i was, I was uh, attempting to put in dayton which um, would have been gratuity based and some other awesome things that were were involved with that but i i wanted it a certain way and I was very particular about the way it went about, and I didn't have the uh, the means, I guess, to to make it come to life at that point. I just wasn't in I wasn't in the, the right frame of, of mind uh, to put in the right efforts needed. I and I wasn't humble enough. That's the thing. Um, I thought like, okay, we're talking about this mindset stuff, so I've got to be this. I've got to I've got to make sure that everyone's in the right place and that I don't do things that aren't mine and that, you know, I only focus on being like the visionary and it's like, and it was just all this ego around how it was supposed to be and what I was supposed to do versus being a lot more humble and starting more grassroots because I felt like I didn't want to, I didn't want to go back 10 steps, you know? Uh, and ultimately I did, I, I ended up going back 10 steps. So it's changed. Well, again, that can be one of those things. Okay, and as you go through this journey and you go through these different things, you you know you grow. So at that point, maybe that's not where it needed to be. But as you progress, a better vision or better understanding or a network of people beneath you can help you get to where it is that you need to be. So that's the cool thing about it too, man. As far as like just being with the right people, surrounding yourself with the right people, that's something I believe. That, don't give up on that. You'll yeah. get there. You have plenty of time. That, and, that, and that's the other part, right? It's, it's the reflection. Reflecting on it, I realize, like, I, w- I, b- I believe we're always in the right spot at the right time. Like, because and a lot of times we repeat the same mistakes until we finally identify what they are and, and then make the correction to then, I guess it's kind of like video games in a sense. It's like, you know, in order to get to the next level, like you keep falling off this cliff or you keep screwing up here. And until you master that, you won't make it to the next level. Um, and I, I feel like that's like a lot of the human experience. Right? It's been my life. At least. It's like oh, certain yeah. things I, come up. 
Oh yeah, I can relate to that totally. I mean, and that's good to compare it to a video game. I love video games too, by the way. But yeah, it's it's basically the same thing. You know, you you fall down, you get up. You fall down, you get up. You just keep rolling. You have that vision or whatever it is, and you keep working towards it. It may not happen in a week or two weeks or a month or six months, but you keep working. I've really been working on kind of solidifying the voice work for several years right now. You know, it's always it's, you know hit and miss, but that goal for me is to do it full time. And, you know, I will keep striving towards that, networking with the right people, you know, putting myself out there, and we will achieve that. And I really feel, I, I really feel like what we're really leveling up to is who, who we are. Like, one of the things that I feel like I'm, I'm leveling up at is, like, being myself in more situations. Because, like, for you, you want to work at home in your shorts. And so what, what in your <laughs> life needs to change so that you can have that? I, what gives, what do I, what actions do I need to take? Who do I need to surround myself with? What, what skills do I need? What, what, what obstacles uh, do I need to overcome in order to start living the life that I feel like I'm myself in all situations? And one of the things is just working on myself, right? And start being that person. Um, it's, it's easy to try and fit into other circumstances and other people's ideas of who you should be. Uh, and I definitely have, have really done that in my life a lot i do see the action figures uh in the back so i got yes i'm a big nerd yes a big nerd so yeah those i'm a collector so there's a big tote full of comics too from when i was a kid so i if i cash those in i bet i could get paid but i'm gonna hold on to them but yes (laughs) i still believe in that type of stuff that's something else like you might see my art table over there too so um drawing and things like that I listen to a lot of Steve Harvey. He does some motivational videos that are three to five minutes. And, you know, he he basically is talking about what I believe. And that is make room for your gift. Your gift will make room for you. So if you have a passion or something that you're good at, your gift is the thing that you do the absolute best with the least amount of effort. So if you work within that, you will achieve what you need to be and you're going to be happy and successful. You just, again, have to work towards that, put it out there and um, just wait to receive. I like that. Is he on your uh, top 100 to meet one day? Yeah, he is. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. He'd be a fun guy to hang out with. Yes. Who, who else? I, that's something I've been doing is like really identifying who, who, who would I like to meet, right? Like, and don't think it's impossible to, to not meet him. Like, and so uh, who else would be on that, that list for you? Oh, probably uh, Barry Gordy, if you're familiar with the um, Motown story, the Motown records. Um, you know, he shaped uh, people from the, um, the R&B, the golden age of music back in the 60s and 70s. But his story is really cool. You know, he worked, I think, at Ford Motor Company, but he said, you know, I've got to do something for myself. I want to do my own thing. And he had this concept about, you know, music and just crossing racial lines about it. It's just about the music. It's not really about the, the artists. But just his story, if you, if you read about how he achieved this and the success he made after it, it's just, it's very cool. So yeah, Barry Gordy, definitely one of my hero, heroes that I'd like to meet. So Motown Records, you know, it might be before your time. <laughs> but it's yes. A little, it's a little before my, my time, yes. but I'm not, not familiar with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm definitely, what is it? <laughs> I'm more thinking of, what is it? It's not, it's not, is it Boys to Men? Uh, yeah, Boys to Men. Uh, they yeah. were on the Motown label. So yeah, he they definitely were? Would, yes, he definitely helped to shape their music. So yeah, if you remember them back, what, in the 90s, 2000s, early 2000s, whatever, you know, they had a lot of hits, but Barry Gordy and Motown was very successful for helping them with their career. Absolutely. Uh, I, went, I went, went to, uh, I wonder, that's not the same Barry, so what's the Carol King? Mm-hmm. You know Carol King? Yes, sir. So she had, she had like a, 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 a musical, like the, what was it called? Was when, uh, it played here in Dayton. Um, is it Carol King? Am I thinking of this? I'm not sure. Was that of, at Schuster Center? It was. Okay. It was. And there was a, <laughs> the reason I bring that up is because the, my girlfriend and I, Nicole, went and uh, watched it because we were on an Airbnb and the guy who booked our Airbnb for a week was, his, his name in, the, in the, the production was Barry. And 
and I'm like, is that the same? Is that the same berry or not? Because I'm like, is it, is it Carol King? Is that the one? Is she really famous? Like the one number most, some of the most number one records or something like that. What she did as a songwriter now, are you, you're not thinking about Diana Ross maybe? No, no. no definitely was Carol. Definitely Carol. So yeah, Carol King songwriter and she had a lot of hits herself. Yeah, but okay. um, I don't think she was affiliated with Barry Gordy. I can't think of the, another Barry who may have been part of that. But I have to research that. It was pretty. It was pretty cool though, because uh, like I said, our Airbnb guest was was uh, he was awesome. He gave us some tickets to go watch. So it was nice. Pretty cool to go see that. Do you get out to you get out to the Schuster at all and see any shows? Oh yeah, I well like I said, I sing with the Philharmonic Choir. So yeah, okay. I get not only do I get to see shows, I get to perform on stage. So. That's part of it too. So yeah, since um, the pandemic, obviously all that stuff has been halted. Um, we did a show, I believe early, early this year, I think it was in March. Um, but yeah, that's, I've been doing that now for about 11 years. So that's a lot of fun. That's a lot of fun too, to be up there with the orchestra and performers and things like that. Yep. God, I'm, I'm always so jealous of performers. Like I, I, I don't know if I would just like I don't know. Like, I just think it's the coolest stuff. I, it's I, like never I said, too I'm, late, Kale. We can see you up there on stage one day. <laughs> uh, you're, asking, you're asking me earlier about the black box. So I still, well, yeah. obviously with the pandemic stuff, I don't, yeah. I don't get up there anymore. I don't work there anymore. Uh, okay. Uh, I haven't worked there since August. Okay. okay. August, so in, in September, I went to work for a company and I was doing sales for office equipment. Um, which, uh, like I said, we're always in the right place at the right time, but definitely, uh, I've learned skills from there. I kind of went there. I learned my skills that I guess I needed to understand right. and moved on rather quickly. It was not an environment. I'm not knocking the environment, uh, that I was in, but it definitely was not for me. So actually during the pandemic, uh, probably the, two or three weeks ago, probably more closer to three weeks ago, where I actually quit that job during the pandemic when most people are losing their jobs, I quit my job yeah. to be my MO. And I'm like, I, I'm sure you you realize this at, at some point in your life, just having a conversation with you, just like, this is where I need to be. Like, I don't really have an explanation for it. I mean, I could come up with some explanations, but I got to be done with this thing and I got to go do this thing. I, like, it clicked for me that I was doing sales for somebody else and building their vision instead of like one of the things that was missing during the time I was starting Rasa Fit was that ability to sell. And actually it's a, it's an interesting buzzword, but you know, to be able to go out there and say like, Hey, here's my offer to you. Like and do it for myself. Right. I had a no problem kind of talking to people about it that I didn't think had like, just talking the concept, but actually selling somebody on like, hey, I need some money or to, to be able to do this. Like I was really intimidated to actually get that out. So I just had to let that go. I was like, I'm putting myself out there. That's what, one reason I started this podcast over, I think it, so the 50 episode is today, which I told you, but so thanks yes. for being a part of this. Oh, my pleasure. And yep. it's good. It's fun. <laughs> I, I mean, this is, I, I really enjoy this. It's like, I can't remember how, I mean, I've had so many interesting conversations that I, I just kind of wish they were all recorded, like even in the Uber. And it's just like, this is a great conversation. I wish other people could hear it because maybe that one person would find value. I, I love a podcast. Um, that's for sure. Um, but I was like, one, one thing I just, I'm, I'm going to do the podcast. And this is the 50th episode. And um, I started less than 60 days ago. Wow. That's cool. And that's the other thing, Kale. I mean, if you have a feeling or something that this is saying, okay, this is where I need to be, I think you, you have to act on that. And then again, have the belief. It's kind of, again, like putting it out there. It's like, I have the belief that this will succeed. This will succeed. And then you put that forward and you move forward and just let it, let it roll. And, and that's the funny thing is because I, you know, I talked about the gym and uh, I think that the gym was just a part of, where I needed to go. Like I needed to understand health. I needed to understand these certain aspects um, of health and fitness to then get to the point where I'm at today. Uh, and using that because I don't, you know, 
news to you is that I'm, I'm actually getting back into coaching, but it looks a lot different. It's mostly personal development. Um, you talked about the Steve Harvey things, like my ability to connect with people in any situation is one of my strong suits. Um, I've always been able to do that if I reflect back to elementary school. I, literally, I talked to every type of kid that was on the playground. It didn't matter. And I just tried to find common ground and, and tried to make them laugh or tried to, you know, play a game, play their game, do something with them. And I feel like that's kind of never really left. And so um, I really, really want to start getting into that, that coaching aspect. And one of the things that I bring that up is because a lot of my coaching comes based off questions, right? It's like having self-awareness and then a question to go around it. It's like, okay, I have this feeling and asking the question, well, how will I make ends meet? Well, if, if I keep doing everything I already knew, then I would be in the same place. So let's surrender a little bit into that, kind of like what we're talking about, the law of attraction, and sit back and wait. So ask the question, and then you'll kind of identify things. And it's, it's already taken me on a wild journey, you know, like uh, doing the podcast and, and interesting people reaching out to me to be on their podcast. And so it's, it's been a lot, of, a lot of fun really believing and trusting into that system. Yep, that's awesome. And this uh, recent book that I narrated, the author is talking about, again, these different things that you have, these jobs, these opportunities, they're vehicles. You be the best at that at that time. This is just a vehicle to elevate you to the next stage in your journey, whatever your goal is. So, you know, you know, the training, the gym, you know, uh, black box, well, you, you learn skills from this and you take this with you to the next stage. And that helps your overall development to help you get to your true calling, your true goal. I mean, I 100% in my head, I'm a very visual person. I try to make a vision of it. I just feel like I'm, I'm, I'm a snowball right at the top of this, this mountain, which the mountain in my head is from the top is from birth to death, right? And, and that's just the slope. And I, I want to try and pick up as much snow as I can along the way. And, that's a good analogy. You know, each day, just kind of bring, bring on some more snow. Um, and that's, that's kind of like, but you're talking about the vehicle and just learning and because it accumulates over time. And, and for a long time, I just kind of, I got stuck on a branch or something. I don't know. i melted away. Like I didn't accumulate anything. I, I was really in this fixed mindset where I was like, I can't grow. I, what's the point of, you know, doing anything. It was a pretty dark spot in my life. And now to the point, it's like, I feel great. I feel like I even train now where I'm like, I want to be fit at a hundred. I don't want to crush myself like I used to do. I want to push myself, but not crush myself. How do you train? I'm just basic. I mean, I go to maintain, you know, I, I guess I'm a big brother figure to a lot of the people at my gym. And so, you know, Hey, you know, get in with us. We're, we're putting 300 up. I was like, no, I'm good. So, you know, I just try to train basic and go and do the machines and, you know, just stay in shape, do some cardio and just to stay fit and healthy. Yeah. But I try not to push, you know, I, I don't have anything to prove. Yeah. I, I, uh, I still have that competitive drive. Even when I go play like basketball at the YMCA, I'm still, I'm still like, I'm like playing defense full bore and <laughs> sprinting up and down. It's, it's, it's a little bit of my MO. So when I say I back off a little bit, I, I am a little bit, but not all the way. Gotcha. Like, now to me, that's even enjoyable too when it comes to the fitness right now. I just want to do it because it's something I enjoy. I just want to keep healthy. And yeah, of course, there was a time when I was competitive. I used to run track. So yeah, obviously, but as I've gotten older or matured, um, I just kind of, I'm just doing it to stay healthy and stay happy. Those are kind of two different things though, aren't they? Being older and, and, and mature. To a degree, but I always like to lessen the blow of getting older by saying maturing. <laughs> well, you're right. You know, anybody, somebody at 29 is maturing. Somebody at 16 is maturing or 18, you know, with the life experiences that you take care, take on. So, yeah, there's definitely, there could be a difference. But, how, you know. How old are you, Byron? I am 42. 42. <laughs> See, I, I mean, I think that's awesome. That's Jackie Robinson. Anyway, I, I see, I used to like, compliment uh, women and be like oh you're you know you know let's say they're in their 50s and they're like oh what are you 38 39 i'm like i kind of feel like that's that's a little rude i mean i the gesture of itself is nice but like if they're 52 and i say they're 39 like they've actually lived a lot of life and they have a lot of experience and a lot of wisdom i was like man maybe i should probably appreciate that a little bit more and like pay the honors there 
Right. Because again, that's, it's just a number, you know, I really feel like I'm still 32, you know what I mean? Because it's just how you carry yourself and, you know, the energy that you have, it's really about that. There's a song, age is nothing but a number. So, you know, it's just about being in, in, in your space and just being happy with who you are and just, you know, being content. So I'm good with that. Yeah. I mean, I'm good with that too. I think uh, for me, and it's also like you talked about, and the reason I said uh, the difference between age and maturity is because a lot of people, I mean, there was a lot of areas in my life where I say, oh, I'm 29, but I'm very immature in some of these aspects, right? Yep. Um, so we don't always act, act our age, I suppose, or our maturity. Right. Right. What, what is back there? Dragon Ball Z? Where? In the case? I'm looking at, yeah, I'm still looking back. I'm so curious. So old school um, cartoons. So X-Men, He-Man, and then at the very top, Thundercats. Thundercats. Yeah, so do some research on that. You'll, you'll find out about that for sure. What's Where? so funny, I look on Instagram and a lot of these, there's a lot of collectors who are into this stuff. They're coming up with new waves of these, you know, they're different figures, but of course from the same you know, cartoon or whatnot, but it's it's hot. I mean, they're, they're even a new generation. This is kind of like branched out to a new generation, and the cartoons then, when they originated, you know, probably in the '90s or whatever. Now they're doing remakes of them in 2000, you know, 20 and stuff like that. So I mean, it's there's still a following, which is really really cool. Those are probably worth something too if I ever, ever decide to sell them. <laughs> but I, I won't. Think, I was gonna say I don't think you are. I mean, no, I don't I, think I will. Yeah, you know, if you didn't have them, you might go online. And Buying. Right, exactly. I would be okay. that guy. Yeah, going on eBay. <laughs> you Absolutely. Yeah. What's, what's it like being in the Philharmonic, man? Like, I, for me, man, that seems like a big time. Yeah, it's cool. Um, again, my major in college was vocal performance, so singing, and that was the other way. I think where I transitioned into voice work, where it just was natural. I'd had that coaching and that training for all those years. Um, but it, it, the Philharmonic is really, really cool because when I first joined, there's an audition process, obvious, obviously, so I passed. But the first, I remember being on stage the first time in uh, behind the orchestra. I, that first time I'd ever been, in, you know, within an orchestra setting, and it just blew me away that these people are so skilled and precise. Um, I mean, and, and if you want to be in this, you really do work hard. I mean, if we have a production coming up, we may train or rehearse you know, for three months before the performance. So it's really involved, but it's a lot of fun because again, it's one of those things where you just, you have to make the commitment again. And that's one of those things. If you say you're going to be in this particular performance and you're learning German or you have to sing in Russian or something like that, you have to have that commitment for, for three months to train on your own. Of course, we would have weekly rehearsals, but then on your own, you would have to, you know, make the commitment to do that. So again, that gives you some discipline. So it seems to me yeah. like if you do something like that, then you can be disciplined for anything. Yeah, that's kind of what's going on in my head. It's, it's like thinking about sports and athletics, and I feel like that seems so much more difficult. Like, I feel like I don't have that. It's more mental, right? Like going out and working out is a mental challenge, but singing something in German or, uh, you know, like I, I in my head, I just think about like, learning a wind instrument or a string instrument, just hours that you're spending mentally, just like or the piano, just getting super frustrated with yourself. I'm, for me, I probably would have, when I was growing up, that was my way of handling things, I guess. But I mean, yeah, you, you, you hit it right on the head for me. It's like, once you can kind of persevere through learning an instrument or working that discipline, like, you get it. You get that this is like a slow process. It's like you don't really, you can't skip steps. Right. And I think a lot of people, I mean, if you have an interest in that, you know, you, you already maybe have some type of innate ability towards sports or music or what have you, the process might be a little easier than somebody just says, okay, on a whim, I think I want to learn how to play the violin or something like that. So I think if you have that kind of passion beneath you or some type of desire in the first place, you'll want to learn and you'll spend the time to you know, perfect that skill or whatnot. So again, if you're shooting hoops with your friends, you know, in, in, in garage hoop or something like that, and that's something that you just do, okay, you could probably go on to do something with that if you just had a little coaching or training or nurturing. Yeah, I guess I like how you put that too. It's because I mean, plenty of times I just go, actually the other night I was just hitting some baseball. Like it was yeah. just a lot of fun just hitting some baseball, which I haven't done for a while. And it comes a little easier, right? Like, 
a bat and start learning it. But it, it, to the point though, it's like doing what, you know, still learning an instrument, which is something I want to do. Like I'm, I'm, I'm attempting to learn uh, with everything else that I've got going on. You know, I'm still learning to practice my Spanish. Uh, I have a guitar and I haven't played it hardly at all, but I, you know, it's just learning. I'm, what, I'm, what I'm doing with that though is learning a way to still be, uh, still practice something, but it, that, that's unrelated to business or just being a dad. You know, I want something different that can be a challenge that I can go to and learn and play and kind of uh, invest my focus into without it being the same things that I do all the time. Right. And again, that's like a little hobby that could be your little escape, you know, because again, being a father, you know, doing business things, you do need some type of escape. And that really, even though it's work, you know, when I, if we're doing a um, performance and preparing for it, I still love when you get out there on the stage and you see all the people in the audience and in that moment, and you see the emotion, depending on the song that you're doing or the piece, you can feel the emotion from the audience a lot of times. And then all that work comes to, you know, it, it, the piece may only be 30 minutes. You spent three months learning it. But that reaction and that response that you get from the audience makes it worth it. A standing ovation. The people coming after you when, you when you're walking out of the auditorium who just come up to you, that was the best performance. I really, so yeah. And I've actually had people come up to me and say, I saw you up there singing. And you, I was like, wow, thank you, you know. <laughs> so when you get that reward, that really makes it worth it. What were you like as a kid, man? Oh, man, probably crazy and silly. I mean, drawing, singing, and, and pretty much doing the stuff that I'm doing now that I'm, you know, an adult. And, and again, I think that was probably one of the things I had this conversation with my mom the other day. I said, you know, I used to love cartoons, and I was always doing, you know, yeah, what's up, doc, trying to, you know, do the things. So that should have been a precursor to say, okay, this guy might end up doing voice work, you know what I mean? But it's pretty much just carefree. I like to go out and play, so probably that's why I like doing the gym. Um, and then music and stuff like that, kind of the things I'm involved in now. So pretty much I'm still a big kid. I love it. I, I've also been reflecting on it. Now you said you had a sister. Do you have other siblings too? I uh, know, just my sister. I had a um, half brother from my dad's first marriage, but he passed away. But, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, I've been reflecting on, on my childhood as well. I'm like, okay, what were my strengths? Because in my 20s, I, I feel like I really lost touch with who I was. I didn't know really who I was or you know, where I like. I just had got so wrapped up into things that weren't mine. I, I didn't really want to be married, but I got married. I didn't really, you know, want to be living in the town I was living in, but I did. And like I kept putting myself in these situations that I really kind of just lost myself. So I've, I've kind of gone backwards to childhood to figure out like who I am. Because I look at my kids now and I'm like, I can, you can see who they are. You can see, you know, yeah, they're gonna be a little more refined in this area. They're gonna grow in this area. They may not act like that anymore, but you can see who they are. And so I've been really going back to like who I, who I was at that time to identify kind of who I am now. And kind of the strengths and the interests and really like what I like to be doing. And I think when you do that, you find out what, again, defines you that way. And, and, and you know, 20, that's, that's the growing stage. That's where you're really trying to develop, you know, even sometimes in 30s and 40s, you're still like, well, really, what, who? So, you know, it, it's, it's really a process. But the 20s, yeah, that's the growing stage. So you're really trying to define who you are and what you want to do. And again, even when you make that determination, it may change. And that's okay. And you just hit something that's been like, such an anxiety relief for me uh, at times is like, it's okay. Like, just that saying, right? It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> it's easy to get wrapped up into our, our own world. So what, how do you, you kind of get wrapped up into the, the, the health food store? Where, where does that come from? Well, that came from um, developing food allergies. I may have shared this with you once before, but um, developed food allergies probably in my late 20s and had no idea what that was about. Um, but long story short, there was a, the job I had at that time ended and I was just starting to research, okay, with the food allergies, you know, this is a different animal that you can't do the same types of breads that you get at regular stores. You can't do the same types of, you know, cereals or what have you. So I was just starting to research this about, you know, different things to, to offset this food allergy. 
So, you know, I started shopping at the health stores and that um, one job ended. Then I found a job in, at the store, Healthy Alternative, where we met. And um, I mean, it changed my life. So again, I had retail experience as well. So transitioning to that was no problem as far as, you know, managing and things like that. But learning the um, products, you know, that was kind of the challenge in the beginning. But the fact that I had the allergies is what led me to that and gave me the interest. And so I got the job, worked there for about 13 years, and the rest is history. You still have all those allergies? They're better. Because what had happened, the doctor who I was um, with at the time, he was really trying to figure it out. I had some issues going on with the throat. And obviously, that would be a concern if you're a singer or you're doing voice work, obviously. So... He couldn't really determine what the problem was. He said, well, maybe you need a better multivitamin. Maybe you're iron deficient. And let's draw some more blood and find out. So doing all these tests or whatever. Um, so one day when I was working at the radio station, a friend of mine said, you know, I've been having this issue. I'm going to go see the ear, nose, and throat doctor. And it clicked. I was like, maybe that's who I need to see. So I made an appointment, went to see one, told um, him my problems and the symptoms. And he said, avoid this food, avoid that food for a couple of weeks and see how you feel. I'm like, okay. So I did that everything cleared up that quick. Exactly. Exactly. So just by avoiding the foods, unbeknownst to me that was that were causing the problem, it corrected everything. So from that point, I was hooked. And he said, well, you know, this seems to be the problem. You have this sensitivity to this food, and that food, just avoid these or do a rotation type of a diet, where you try not to eat the same thing continually, give your give your body a break, and then go back to it. And so that's what uh, that's what helped me out. What was the foods? Uh, the main thing was corn and then gluten, which a lot of people have a gluten intolerance, but don't really realize it. So avoiding those foods and actually finding foods that you could substitute, that was a challenge. But at the health store, that's where they had these. Because again, that was probably something that people were really dealing with, you know, all along. I had no idea about this, you know, until that experience. But yeah, just doing that and learning about nutrition and diet and, you know, supplements, that changed my life, my man does change your life and it gives you it gives you life in your moments like right yes. i mean there's times where even after uh, a couple of days of maybe having some drinks or having some foods that you know just splurging a little bit for a couple of days and then you kind of hit that next day and you go out for your workout and you're like oh or you realize like i'm tired today and you don't realize how i mean i see this in so many people um you know, and even I would consider myself healthy and fit. Like, you do that, man. Like, you're groggy, your brain's foggy, you know, you're not getting enough sleep, just sluggish in general. And, like, so having quality diet, it's like, I, I'm, I'm thankful that I found it when I did, you know, um, because now my body knows. Like, it, it almost kind of, like, hits a ceiling. It's like, whoa, we've gone way too far here. Like, and I, it's almost like, um, it, it's, it's kind of like having a hangover. You're like, I don't want that. Like, I don't want a bad hangover. And that's kind of what eating unhealthy is like for me at times. It's like a bad hangover. And I'm like, I, I don't want to mess with that. Right? Yeah. And actually, too, as we uh, do get older, a lot of times, you know, there's certain, you know, your body produces enzymes to help you break down foods and whatnot. And as we get older, the body just doesn't do that. So you do have to supplement those. And again, you just have to be aware. The things that you were able to eat probably when you're 18, by the time you're 28, you may not be able to. And that's just part of it. So yeah, it's real. And the saying is true, I believe. You are what you eat. So if you're eating crap all the time, go figure. You're going to be crap. You know? <laughs> right. it's, it's, such an, it's such an important part. When I first when I first started eating healthy, I don't know if this is similar. Obviously, it's probably a lot different for you because you have food allergies. But my path was I just wanted to look good. Right. I just want at first I just wanted to look good. Um, I didn't make the time to work out, but I was getting I was losing my abs because I had always had abs growing up playing athletics. So I was losing them like, okay, I need to switch my diet. So I switched my diet. Uh, and then it was like, okay, now I'm gonna get my diet so that I can get stronger, more fit, because then I have this desire to, you know, obviously uh, compete at the, in CrossFit. That's what I wanted to do. And then it was like, okay, well, I want to do this also for my kids and then just kind of like to this point now it's like i want to do this with my brain like i'm really focused on like that aspect you know uh, you know be it fortunate or unfortunate you know there are people that are in my life that have you know alzheimer's and dementia and just seeing that firsthand it's just like it's 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 scary 
it's scary to think that you know one day you're just repeating conversations or you just completely forget and you don't know how to get up. I don't know if you've ever had experience with those types of things. Oh yeah, yes. It's Absolutely. hard. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's that's my biggest reason for not getting, you know, not not drinking ten beers or ten alcoholic drinks, and, and I just feel like that's messing with my head. Right. And that's why I really feel supplementation is so important because again, to offset some of that stuff, I mean, nothing's a guarantee, especially if it's something that may be hereditary, but you know, in my research and doing this all these years, diet and nutrition are key, you know, so if you're doing things to, you know, make sure you get the proper fats in your diet, like avocados, coconut, those things I think would be good to help, you know, possibly offset any Alzheimer's or any type of problem that you have like there. So, I mean, that's the key in most cases, all cases, you know, it may not be true, but you know, I'm going to give it a go. If it's something as simple as just watching what I eat and limiting what I, what I eat. Yeah. It's worth it. Absolutely. 100%. I, I you know one of the other things that I've, I follow a guy named Jim quick. I think you probably have liked him quite a bit. Um, he has a podcast called quick brain and um, he, he works with people like, uh, Richard Branson, Bill Gates, he's worked with all kinds of athletes and Olympic athletes. It's always what he calls meta learning, learning how to learn. Um, but he talks also about hydrating, you know, making sure the brain is hydrated. And that was one of the biggest things that for me I struggled on is like I would go days where I drink like 50 ounces of water, maybe. Wow. Like okay. yeah. and as a guy who, you know, was working out two, three times a day. Even now, it's like I've got to set up habits where I drink more water because what I learned from him is like, I think what is it? The brain, the brain is two percent of the body's uh, body mass, but it takes twenty percent of all energy consumption, so nutrition, water, hydration. It takes up all that fuel. And it's wow. like, I was kind of like, oh, blew wow, my mind yeah. a little bit. I was like, yeah, like okay, and then obviously it runs on water for you know primarily takes water to keep it not shriveled up and dry you know and that's the same thing with the healthy fats too doing more of those you know to just again keep it lubricated so that's important it's just you know an organ made of mostly fatty tissue so what can we do to stay lubricated to keep that going well the good fats not necessarily the saturated fats but the monosaturated fats olive oil those types of things that are a lot more beneficial what other what are, i'm curious now that we're on this topic that's fun for me is, is uh, what supplements do you do you take? Um, well, multivitamin for foundation, definitely. So make sure I start with a multivitamin, usually a fish oil, uh, which is omega-3, which is also beneficial for, you know, your mentality, your, your brain, your vision, your cardiovascular system, because, again, that's lubrication that keeps everything flowing like it needs to. Um, I like to do a CoQ10, which is, again, for cardiovascular health. It's an antioxidant. Um, you know, cell destroyers are called free radicals. You've probably heard of those. So as many antioxidants as you can keep in your system to fight that, that can off, you know, offset any problems like aging and things like that, keep that at bay. But again, for your cardiovascular, make sure everything stays, um, stays going, up flowing good. Um, so those are pretty much the foundation of what I do. You know, some other antioxidants. Right now I'm doing a lot of immune boosters like olive leaf, obviously for the COVID uh, situation. So olive leaf, um, oil of oregano, um, vitamin C, yeah, vitamin D, those types of things. So anything for immunity right now, um, elderberry as well, like to do, do that. I wonder if you're like me. So I used the word foundation. I'm kind of like, uh, I told you um, earlier that I don't like, I haven't liked you know, consistency. Consistency was not actually my friend. Like routine and like just getting into a position where I just like the Truman Show, you just wake up and everything's like in the bubble. I, like, that scared the shit out of me. So <laughs> uh, I don't, I haven't really done many things religiously other than making sure I've been inconsistent in things like unroutine. Un but uh, from a vitamin supplement standpoint, I'm curious to know kind of your position on that because I do take something about four, you know, five or six days a week. I would call it daily. I take something almost daily. But then um, I, I really kind of take things intuitively, uh, not necessarily intuitively, but maybe intermittently as well, because I want my system to be able to generate some of those uh, uh, 
what am I trying to say? I don't want to become dependent on certain supplements to elicit a sort sort of like a body response. I don't want to rely only on turmeric to help fight inflammation, right? So I'll take it intermittently. Um, but things like uh, for me, from a foundational standpoint, I really try and take uh, B12 and uh, fats are always in, in there. So you know, I'll just take MCT oil. I'll just take a shot of it if I want to. Um, you know, uh, I do grass-fed butter now a little bit. I didn't used to do dairy for a while. Uh, olive oil, those sorts of things. So I do, I do sorts of fats every day. Uh, but as far as supplements, I take magnesium, B12. Those are pretty much like the daily ones I take. Uh, maybe, maybe some, maybe some D3. It's been raining like it has been here the whole time. Right. <laughs> so I was curious. My question with you for you though is. Um, what's kind of like your what's your thought process on taking supplementation? Uh, how do you go about it? Well, I probably you know again I realize in in even though I eat relatively clean, I know that I can't get everything I need in my diet. So that's why the multivitamin will always be the main thing. Um, but you know, especially too as you start to get older, you know there's certain things that you you want to try to offset. So cardiovascular, especially if you have something maybe that's hereditary. So, you know, I'll start to do things as, as part of that to make sure that, again, I can limit any you know, risk I may be at. So, you know, my family, um, blood sugar issues, diabetes uh, is, is dominant. So I do from time to time take some things like Ceylon cinnamon or some type of um, blood sugar type of a supplement just to offset that, just to, to, to uh, you know, be aware of that. Um, but no, I'll read about things too and just say, and, and again, if it's something that I think may affect me because of the family history, I might be more prone to, to do that. But I think what I'm doing right now, I'm like you, I can be intermittent, intermittent too, you know, sometimes there was one probably time where I was taking maybe 10 or 12 supplements and then I was like, well, you probably don't need that much. Okay. You've got four in that mix. There's four antioxidants. All you need is one, maybe two. So, um, you know, it depends too, because we used to have a lot of seminars at the store. So you get somebody talking about this. <laughs> So yeah, you kind of buy into the hype a little bit, but then you realize, well, I'm probably good since I'm already taking this, you know. But again, the foundation for me will always be the multi, the omega-3, the CoQ10, and maybe something for men's support, men's health, you know what I mean, to, to make sure, again, as we get older, that everything is in, in good shape. Yeah. What, what about mushrooms? Do you do anything with mushrooms? Since I do the immune stuff, like again, with the olive leaf, I don't do the mushrooms so much. Uh, again, I will actually have some in the in the room there that I'm taking again for the COVID because I have them, but um, it's not something that, you know, is immediately on the list. If I haven't have, have them and I may rotate whatever I'm doing. So today I may not do the olive leaves. So I'll do the mushrooms. Then tomorrow I'll go back to the olive leaf and not do the mushrooms. So again, I don't, it doesn't necessarily have to be overkill. I think if you just do one or the other, that should be probably. Yeah. It's usually the, the am, I, am I getting my uh, antioxidants and then getting my probiotics and Kind of those core things versus like trying to get probiotics by 10 different things right so um, and that's a good point probiotic i will do because of the food allergies as well so i definitely stay on top of my probiotics i have i've mushrooms have almost become like a staple for me as well so i okay. a lot of lion's mane and so yep. i'm really trying to protect the nerve system and the brain awesome um, so lion's mane is uh something i'm doing and then have you ever done mataki mushroom soup Soup, yeah, mataki mushroom. That's also oh, kind of yeah. just or two. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, so I so the primary ones that I use that are like single mushrooms are I use lion's mane, <clears throat> uh, reishi, and turkey tail. Those are like the three that I use. Kachaga, I guess those those would be the four that I like. I use on an individual basis, but then I use a blend of mushrooms as well, which has the shiitake and mataki. Uh, but you kind of were talking about family history there. For my family, on my dad's side, it's, it's cardiovascular is the issue. And then on my, my mom's side, it's all cancer. And one of the things that you know, uh, I believe in, at least, is that turkey tail is, is really great for the cancer side. Right. I agree. Yep. So, so I really try and do that. And then from the cardiovascular, like, I mean, I just really, really try to see. I know it's my lungs when I'm breathing. But also cardiovascularly, like I can, I can almost tell that, like when I'm working out, how 
where I'm at as far as heart health, I guess, I feel like. And this sounds so egotistical, I guess, but it, it, I, I just kind of feel like that's where I'm at. So I will, I will do certain things uh, at that point in time. So like taking out breads and rice and things like that are what I would consider heavier foods and going to lighter foods, which would be, you know, more berries at that point and some leafy greens. So I, I try to do it that way uh, as far as cardiovascular. And then I do take some green supplements as well. But um, yes, yeah. we well, have to leave the bread alone if you want those abs back. Uh, 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 they're they're still there they're still there uh, albeit faint but i'm just gonna blame it on the tan, that's right. the tan. so awesome. all right man well um i usually like to as, as we kind of wrap up here i'm gonna be heading out to go get my old kiddos so that'll be a lot of fun uh, awesome. in the evening. but uh i usually like to wrap up with like one piece of advice that you could give yourself 10 years ago, what would be that piece of advice? Just to, you know, stay consistent, stay on your goal, focus on what it is. And, you know, again, if you can only work towards that goal in bits and pieces, you work on it until you achieve what you need to be. So just stay tried and true to, you know, what it is you're trying to achieve and put it out there and receive when it happens. I love it. Well, what would you say to the kids these days? Same advice? Same advice for the most part. And just, you know, surround yourself by people, you know, who can help you grow. Be around people that can, can nurture you, that you can learn from. Have a good time, obviously. But again, work towards something, you know, don't just wander through life, you know, and just ins and outs and whatnot. But focus on something, determine a goal that you want to achieve, something you want to do with your life and work towards that. I love it. Yep. Uh, there's a quote, um, progress equals happiness. I feel like uh, there's a lot of unhappy people in the world. And so yeah. what you just said, it's that spot on. It's like, hey, have something that you're progressing towards, whether it's 10 minutes, an hour, two hours, a weekend here or there. Just have something that you can be motivated towards. Uh, nothing that maybe is just like as a means to an end, but just something that you can kind of always progress towards over the course of your life. And obviously, you're going to hit some check marks along the way. Uh, but just having that thing constantly kind of go after this individual right. mm -hmm. what a what what 42 years of advice that is right there so, <laughs> um just to wrap up again uh people can find you at byron o underscore vo instagram yeah that's, yeah that's all uh pretty much social media so that's twitter that's insta and that's also linkedin love to connect with folks so yeah look me up um, and then again, if you, and, and as far as samples of the voice work, you can find those on my social media or my website. Uh, again, my company is called Monerix Creative Services. And that again is B-O-N-I-R-E-X.com. Well, brother, I appreciate it. Uh, hopefully we get a catch out, catch up soon, maybe for like an outdoor workout or outdoor hike or something when this COVID shit kind of goes away right and this is plenty of warning now so i can get prepared because i know you probably have more endurance as far as cardio than i do right now so <laughs> well you said it so you might as well uh get after it there brother yes sir <laughs> well until next time byron i appreciate you uh everyone please do me a favor and go out and follow byron on social media uh and tell him you love him so thank you all appreciate it <laughs>